Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Glaser. I'm in Los Angeles still. Andrew Collin is holding down my fort in St. Louis. He's in uh, my apartment alone. How's it going in there? Everything smells good here, Nick. Uh, (laughs) 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 And Noah is, of course, in Arizona. Um, How are you guys doing today? What's the vibe? I'm a vampire. What do you mean? Look at how pale I look. Yeah, you do look pale. I look so orange. I really went heavy on the Sally Hansen today. Like I just, yeah, I just saw some pictures yesterday and like footage where I just did not look as tan as I wanted to be. It really does. It just does something for my dude. It makes me feel amazing to be a a bronzed goddess. It just changes everything for me. It's not worth it to me to not stain everything that I said. I said, I just, I just did literally, this is my seventh hour of, of talking today and um, this is the seventh hour of the Today Show. And I sat on, for the last thing I did, I was sweating so much because I think I was revealing too much. It was like a show about DMs and just about like, who have you DM'd? Who's DM'd you? What celebrities? And 
I was tired and like hungry and I just gave them what they wanted. And I said things I probably, I probably shared things I shouldn't have. And I was sweating so much and I got up from my seat. It was on a white couch and I left behind a significant print and you could tell they were all like, what the fuck? Like they weren't okay about it. Like I'm so used to leaving orange everywhere and people being like, oh, it's okay. We'll just fucking dry clean it or, you know, shout wipes and stuff. But um, they seemed to be actually mystified. And I said, well, it's because you guys made me sweat. I was like nervous because I'm talking about, I'm reveal. No one's going to ever DM me again because they, they don't feel like their privacy can be trusted. Now but, what's the outline you know, look like? I don't really like? need anyone just, to DM me. Does yeah. it look like a dead body? Like what was the outline um, looking like? Is it just legs? How, how much was yeah, it? Yeah, no, it, it's just like, it just question. looks like an orange uh, apparition. Like a, <laughs> like the, the markings of like a ghost are left behind. I'm very into ghosts right now. And like the, you know, uh, ever since watching Tyler Henry, I'm so, I finished the show like 10 episodes last night. I love it so much. So it looked like, yeah, it was just looked like there was a very tan, like it was the ghost of, who's that one really tan guy that I think he used to, oh. Dick Clark. No. Yeah. Yeah, he was oh, tan. Um, oh, no, it's another guy. Tom, yeah. Tom Jones. Um, no. Tom Jones is very orange. That's a good, but it's a different guy. I know He's not dead think, either. He's not oh, dead. He isn't? Well. He, well, he could be, but his body. tan looks so good, he looks alive. Right. I, I just saw a video of a rapper that died who got shot to death. He was 24, and they they put him in a club, and they just erected his body where he was just standing there in the corner with Bernie's. his hand. Yeah, but like, like dead, dead. Like it's I, that's what I want. Is this do. in the United States? If I ever die, Sometimes. just put me on a putting green, and just yeah. Well, that's how I you'll just, probably die. We can just leave you there. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> leave me where you found me. Just have a party around my dead body. <laughs> Do you ever get scared of getting hit by lightning? Isn't that what happens to like golfers a lot? I'm the shortest out there. I'll be fine. Right. I think. I don't know. Yeah. With my hairy fucking body and my fat nipples, I'll be fine. I could take on a strike, I think. You just said the age 24, and I just posted. Emil is doing, Emil Joachim is doing The Tonight Show tonight. He's on Fallon. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was last night. This is going out on Wednesday, but a Tuesday night. And, um, I was also tw- 24 when I did my first Tonight Show and I just posted a picture of what I looked like on my first Tonight Show. It is so wild how I look like I'm wearing a fat suit and that is not like to be offensive to anyone. It looks like I'm wearing, it looks like I'm trapped inside and I was trapped in my body. Like I just was so miserable then, but I just can't believe I went on TV looking like that and no one was like, and it's not about the weight. I want to be very clear about that. My hair just looks like, greasy i'm pale like i just didn't know what the fuck i was doing with anything when i was 24 and it's just a stylist back then or like any kind of team entourage no i had no idea it was my first time ever getting a car service which is i know sounds like bougie but like that is ubiquitous in my life now like uh, just getting in cars that have been that's just like what i do and i remember the first time you didn't need a truck what do you mean Uh, oh god (gasps) yeah for my dumps no wait can Uh, i ask a question i didn't i went to urban outfitters what was that leno or fallon leno before conan left like the original leno yeah the and it was uh january 27th 2009 did and didn't you get it like a day before when that what happened no the day of day i got 
I got uh, Emil's my, known for seven months. <laughs> I know Emil's been that's because he's been he's known about his actual date of doing it yeah. for probably like a couple weeks now, and so he's been like, oh, it's coming up. And I mean, I knew I knew the morning of. I got woken up by a call at eleven a.m. and um, but I had already had my. They had proved my set, which is like they say. Oh. You you do your set a bunch of times for the bookers, and then they eventually go fix this, tweak this, and then you eventually give them one, and they go that's it. And I, I got I got the set. They're like that's the set. We're so excited. And then I waited, and I told my family, I told my friends, like my parents told everyone they knew, and I was, you know, struggling in LA. I didn't have a job. I was constantly overdrafting my account. My mom was putting in money to to bail me out, and they were running out of. It was just like a bad situation. But then I got to tonight show and it was like, Oh, everything's looking up. And I still was like not making money, but at least I had the tonight show. And then two years passed and I was not booked. So I gave up. And then that one January 27th, 2009, I woke up to a call from the tonight show saying that we had a dropout. Are you able to do it tonight? And I didn't remember the set that I had given them initially to go do on the show because it had been so long, but I had it on a DVD because at that time, the club that I did it at gave me a DVD of that set. And I thought I'd never forget it, but you know, two years passes and I totally didn't remember it. But I, um, I woke up that day. I couldn't find the DVD. I just ran to go get my hair done because I just thought like, that's what you need to do. You need to dye your hair. So I went and got my hair like colored and, and highlighted, even though it looks brown. I don't even know what I was thinking. I should have gotten it. Like I should have just gone and gotten a spray tan. That would have been so much better for me. But I went to urban outfitters and I remember telling the girl, like, I'm going to be on The Tonight Show and kind of being, like, coy about it, but also being, like, it's so cool, you know? And I remember she was just like, oh, okay, um, I mean, I don't know. I was like, you're not you're not impressed by that at all, like, at all. Yeah. Like, I just remember being like, oh, she doesn't think that's cool, and she, you should, you should just While go look waiting. at my Instagram. It's like, I have these black boots and a black, like, um, I guess, uh, just uh, bandeau. Like, like uh, I don't even know what's called. What's it called when it doesn't, a sleeveless dress? Not sleeveless, but it's like a, like a, it doesn't have any top to it. Are you looking yeah, at it? I think, it looks I think like it's I'm a bandeau. A yeah, bandeau. Uh, like shimmery black bandeau. And it was just, I'd, and I'm wearing stockings too. Like who wears stockings? I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I really <laughs> didn't know. I didn't, I think I got my hair and makeup done in like two seconds in the chair there. Now it would be like two hours and I'd get there before. It was just, it's so when funny. You, just when to you think, do your set, did what? Who who else was on the show, and what did Jay talk to you afterwards? Was there anything like? Well, any- I didn't know what the set was, so I get home at. So I the the car service is picking me up at like let's say four o'clock, and the show's tapes at five. And I get home, I pull into my driveway, I see this black car out front, being like, "Wait, is that?" So I get in that, and so I was like, "Just one second, I'm like telling the driver, like, wait one second. I grab my roommate's laptop because I didn't have one, I couldn't afford it, and I go searching through all the DVDs we had to find that one set. And I finally found it It was like a mirror. I could not believe I found this set. And I put, I watched it on the way to the set in the back of this car. And I studied, I just like memorized the set I did that night that they approved. And then as soon as I got on the lot, I opened the door and Bob and Ross were there, the bookers. And they were like, what's the set? We don't remember it. What is it? And I just ran it off and they were like, that's great. That's we knew. We so you could have done anything for probably. 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 But could. at that point, yeah. They would have. They would have been like, "What? What is that?" Like it was two years later. I mean, it was significantly amount of a, a significant amount of time. I did a rape joke, which I I couldn't do on any network nowadays. I don't think, let alone NBC. 
And uh, Rain Wilson and Hoobastank were the other guests. And Paul Abdul was the one that I was filling in for. I was a second guest, which comedians are never the second guest ever. Yeah. And yeah, before the set, I was just like shown my like spot to go, like to stand. My parents weren't there. Obviously, like my parents would have been there had I known about it. Like they would have flown in. My friends would have been there. My only friend there was uh, Jen Murphy at the time. She lived down the street. So she was able to go. My roommate, Lisa, she was on the NBC lot. She worked as um, an assistant for someone in the lit department. So she was able to go. But um, I just, they, so when I, when they showed me my spot where to stand when they pull back the curtain um, before the show started, Jay was out there doing something and he walked over and was like, hey, so uh, we're excited to have you on the show and like, you know what, just like kill it, like just do whatever you want. Like, okay, they're going to tell you to wrap it up and just like have fun. And he encouraged me like, oh. do what you want. And it was very nice. And so um, I found out later, like the bookers got in trouble because I went too long because I was kind of following Jay's advice and I killed, like I had the best, one of the best, I always have the best sets doing tonight shows, but it was a How great set. How far over set. did you go? Um, probably like 30 seconds to a minute, which is oh, everything okay. in, in late night. But I walked over to the couch and um, the funniest part was I walked over and Rain Wilson was there being interviewed before me. So he was still on the couch and I walked over and he got up and was like, great job. And I was like, thanks, Dwight. And I said Dwight very loudly. And that's obviously his character's name on The Office. And I didn't catch it until I watched it later. And I was like, oh, God. And then, um, and then yeah, I was just like sitting Wait, there. Wait, was that on purpose? or, or No, like just, my God. Oh, I was just oh, flabbergasted oh. and just said the wrong, just said his character's name. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And I remember my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, like didn't say anything when it aired. Like, I was just so hurt by him not watching it. I remember later that night he was like, all he said was something like Rain Wilson isn't funny or something like that. Like it was just something about the show, but not about Instead me. And I was giving like, giving you credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was just so hurtful. I remember so that. I don't have being cable. The, sorry. I don't, I don't just, have a TV. It's like, yeah, it just, he was yeah, not you. capable of like being loving and like doing he just wasn't capable of it and i just remember i'm so sad for like the girl that i was like being so sad that night because it's when something that like sucks. that happens where like the person you care about lets you down in that way so severely where it's like there's just no excuse for not saying something nice you know mm -hmm. i just you just know this isn't gonna work it maybe isn't got, gonna end now but this is it's over at some point it's gonna be over and um you know, little did I know it was going to be like a year and a half later. But at that moment, it was just like, after you, you just Conan. know. <laughs> no. Um, He's like, yeah. you can't keep doing this to me. What, su succeeding? You it just, is important yeah, just, that the person in your life, like that it is important well, to me yeah, yeah. that people say nice things about stuff and not try to act too cool for it and, or like they're not impressed. Like, I, I really need that. I, you know, yeah. I, I just feel like it's just, I don't know. I get really sad when like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a glazer trait too. Like the, my family gets, has such expectations for people being complimentary and thankful and like mostly complimentary accolades is my dad's favorite word. They didn't give you enough accolades. Why are they, there's, I want them to like talk about your accolades. Like they get really upset when family members or friends aren't like, they'll, they'll even be like, wasn't Nikki great on that thing? They'll like kind of set someone up. And if you don't mm -hmm. deliver, they're like almost like you're dead to them. And I'm always like, people are jealous, dad. And that's not me being like, 
you know, I, they, they want to be us. They're just, their lives aren't going well. And it's really hard, especially sometimes for me to celebrate other people when my life is not going well. And it's, it's literally impossible to be enthusiastic about someone. And so it's not really, you don't need to yeah, take I, it so personally. I think some people see it as a weakness to be very congratula congratulatory of people. Yeah. They think that, oh, I can't. Enthusiasm much. Yeah. is like being a pussy and, or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. And it's like, well, because that gets rewarded, you know, like being too cool for school. If you don't. Yes. If you don't. If someone gets off stage and you're like, dude, that was fucking awesome, man. Like, I love that joke. Like, I was laughing so hard. They'll be like, what a fucking, dude, I can't, this kid's never going to be on my level. You know? And it's like, no, dude, just yeah. take it in. Your mom was so nice after the other night. Like, yeah, I'm God. sure that they were very complimentary about you and um, yeah. and David Spade because they know that that stuff matters. Like my it parents, does. and and I like to say that I give as much as I expect too because I was just talking about this, doing this press, like, I remember Chris Rock getting off stage one time before me at the Comedy Cellar and I was thinking, insert slap joke here, I was thinking, I he doesn't need me to say good set, but when you are following a comedian, they're walking off and you're walking on, you always say good set, especially if it was a good set and Chris Rock had a good set, like, you know, crazy that that happened. But, and I just remember being like, I can't say good set to Chris Rock. He knows it's a good set. But then I remembered oh my God, there is no amount of like good I'll ever be where I won't want to hear that. Like no amount of yeah. success will never, will not make me want the approval of my peers. And I'm, uh, you know, so I, I just, I, I remember him too, looking at me being uh, like, yeah. thank you. Yeah. The other thing too is expecting someone to congratulate you in the way that you want it. And then if you don't get that, then being disappointed in them, but then also being like, no, you're, they don't, maybe they just don't know what the right way to, congratulate you i you know what i mean does that yes. make sense like yes. like i got off stage that other night of uh, whatever the spade night and brennan was like that was really good babe they were like a like a quiet audience and <laughs> yeah and like she so didn't mean to be like mean no in that. she's just used she was to just like being honest and was just like yeah they were like still walking in and like they were just like they laughed quiet and i was like <laughs> i thought it was hilarious but yes you know it's just funny how people like can also like think you're did amazing while also like saying the wrong thing yeah, or like yeah, just not saying exactly fine. what you want to hear. Yeah. I tend yeah. to ask for what I want now as embarrassing as that is like, especially in a relationship, like telling it was really embarrassing for me to like tell Chris, like I need you to watch things and to be like, wow, you were great on that. Like I need mm -hmm. you to do that. Like I today sent Chris my schedule, like uh, my assistant Jen sent me, my entire like morning schedule of like, and it was, ins it's insane. It was from 6am until right now. Yeah. It was just, I was doing a million different things and uh, meetings and it's, and I just looked at it this morning and I was like, someone needs to bear witness to this besides me. Like, I just need someone to go like, I see you. I know Jen sees it. Like Jen is like, Jesus Christ, what are they doing to you? But I need and I, I asked for this, you know, like I'm trying to get people to watch my show and I'm doing what I can to do it. And I'm grateful that I even have the opportunities. A lot of networks that I've had shows on don't even promote my show and don't even give me the opportunity to promote it. And so I just feel like I have to take all these opportunities that I've been given. But um, I sent my I sent my schedule to Chris to be like, can you just 
see this and just go like, wow. It's the same way I feel about gangbangs that I've always said. Like, I never understand why they're all like, fuck you, bitch. You fucking whore. I'm like, can some one person just go, she is doing so much. I just want people to acknowledge like how much things are sometimes because I'm always convinced that I'm not working hard enough and it's never enough. Like to me, I'm like, okay, so I, I all I did was talk all day and like look, sit in a chair and put my, have my makeup put on and like sit on a zoom call and have people who are writing jokes for me, like get a, approved, like <laughs> to complain about that's so stupid, but it was just nice to have him look at it and go, yeah, that's a lot. Just validate you. It would be funny though. If you were like, is this enough? And he's like, yeah, you stupid whore. You, you're <laughs> You got nine interviews. You dumb slut. You're like, okay, this is this is better than I could ever imagine. <laughs> I do feel like my career is a gangbang. That's what I always say. Yeah. Is like, why do yeah. I like gangbangs? And it's because I feel like the girl in them is multitasking so hard and like yeah. just is able to take on so much. And I realize that like I, I my career is a gangbang. Like I have so many different, you know, there's dicks something in me. Ama- there's something like different shows. Yeah, I guess calming in a way of like doing 15 different things where you can't focus on one thing so much that it will like uh, make you so insecure and so nervous because you're doing so many things. Now, does that mean that the other things, if you're doing so much, are you not giving an A to everything? That's where I get scared. Yeah. Or is it more interesting to give a B to 15 things rather than maybe an A or maybe an F because you're putting so much on one thing? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, it, it, that's what I'm constantly trying to juggle is like, if I, am I stretching myself too thin and then I'm, wh- I know when I'm about to like lose it and I'm not being funny anymore and that hasn't happened yet. So I'm, cause I, you know, prioritized not doing stand up at night and like just going to bed earlier than I want to just so I can make it all work. But yeah, like I'm doing Kelly Clarkson tomorrow and I'll talk about that in a second after we take this quick break. Andrew! I'm here already. You know I'm here, dude. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. So I'm doing Kelly Clarkson tomorrow and it's the second time I'm doing it in a fairly short amount of time. I think I did it the first with time. MGK. In, yeah, with M- uh, Machine Gun Kelly with uh, Madison Square Kelly. Madison. Whoa, well, I thought it was going to be. <laughs> MSG. You know <laughs> what? Maybe Kelly, yeah. Sleep more tonight. I know. Uh, I'm doing it tomorrow. <laughs> Break down uh, Kelly Clarkson tomorrow. <laughs> and I think usually before one of these appearances where it's like a big deal, I would I would overthink it. And there yeah. is something nice about having so many things that I'm just going into it like it's just another thing. And yeah. and when I'm working this hard, I'm great because I'm getting so many reps in. Like I'm good at doing press right now i'm who else is on the show i don't know yet um oh actually i do know uh dr phil and we're also doing like it's gonna air during the kentucky derby so we're gonna wear like kentucky derby hats and like have a segment where we're doing some kind of like i think i'm gonna ask dr phil for some advice i'm going to show a clip um where i peed in the ocean when i was in cabo 
and I was talking about like don't fake like you're like looking at the sunset just like squat and pee and get it done so there's gonna be a little like fun elements and Kelly's just like so real and nice and um I had a good time the last time and I'm excited to like wear something last time I like tried to style myself and it was a big fail so I'm excited to you wear know, something it'd be cute funny this time. if you if you dress like the what, what was that girl that got so famous off of Dr. Phil oh, oh that oh, catch me outside that, yeah, yeah catch me <laughs> oh my god I think You're it's like, like yeah, I'm gonna go derby, and then you just show up and catch me on side. You know, she would, blew up though. She she really yeah. did turn that into like she did. I don't know. Do you know how famous she's like insanely famous that right girl. now? Even yeah, even right now. It's so like, funny how famous people can be, and I have no idea of anything oh, they're doing. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I was talking that about Barbie, that like on that that, that DM bunny. thing. What Which one? Oh, oh no, there's like Bad Bunny, you know. Him? Oh yeah. Well, the DM show I was talking about, they were like asking me like would you it was called like slide or scroll? Like would I slide into their DMs or would I keep scrolling? And I was like I don't know any of these people you're presenting. And it made me realize there have been times that people slide in. There was someone recently that slid into my DMs and I go, "Andrew, yeah. who is this guy because I he was in pictures with like some like MMA guys and like some like Logan Paulish oh people God, and I was who like is it? Um, his name is Jeff. Like is, he just goes at Jeff. Wittick, I think. Yeah, and I'm Wittick. doing his podcast. He's hilarious. And like, he just, he watched my roast and was like, dude, you're killing us right now. Like, you can tell he's just like stoned with a bunch of his friends. <laughs> like, I should have this girl on my podcast. She's going to roast me, dude. And so uh, he DM'd me being like, you got to do my podcast. So I'm going to do his podcast. It's called um, Jeff FM. Like, Jeff FM. Yeah. And so I'm going to do that. But uh, cool. he had so many followers. And I go, who the hell is, like, is this? It's just there's so many famous people. He's a David uh, Dobrik guy. Yes. I think. David yes. Dobrik hit him with like a, they did some kind of stunt. And he got yeah. really hurt. Oh, my God. And, really? Like, that was like I'll the do my research thing. before I go on. I, the other day um, I go, he t texted me and I was like, what is what do you do? I literally go, what is your podcast that I agreed to? What is your, I don't even know his last name still. Jeff FM. I mean, yeah, these guys can have like 30 million followers and you're like, who, who, follow, how old, what's the average age of the follower of these people? I kind of want to know sometimes. Yeah, I and, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, Man. uh, and they all care about like their relationships. They're like, can you believe fucking Chester's with fucking Valerie? I'm and just a like, little bit too They old don't even do anything. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I really do kind of regret not being of like the YouTuber generation of like fault, like having crushes on guys that had little YouTube shows. Like these girls like love these guys that like were actually attainable because they're YouTubers and, you know, we're living in the Midwest or in Canada. Like, you know, I just, I think there's something cute about it. Have you ever heard it. of Mr. Beast? No. So he's the biggest person on YouTube. Like, he was on Rogan not too long ago, and he did a Squid Games reenactment. Maybe you heard it about that. He did it on YouTube, like, almost, like, just as good as Squid Games. Like, he he puts millions of dollars back, back into his videos. Right. I don't know, like, their whole thing is, like, well, these YouTubers. Well, he really gets back. They don't, well. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking no, he Tom just, Shoes. He yeah, just, yeah. he takes the money he makes from his videos, and he puts yeah. it back into the production. Oh, whoa. Like a um, production? Like yeah, a business? Yeah, like a but he drives a shitty car, Nikki. Uh, no, my he? point is, all these people want, they don't want to be on TV. They just want to be big on YouTube. Yes, they That's do. That's all they care about. Of course they want to be on TV. We yeah, all want to be on TV. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Well, I, I know, maybe, I will say that I had my first TV show 
when YouTube stars were first starting to be like yeah. bigger than TV stars. And I remember there was a big push to like, we got to have YouTubers on like, cause then we'll get the YouTubers to watch MTV and it doesn't work that way. They but don't, don't translate to now? TV. Don't you think it's different? Some now? of them do. I mean, talent's talent, but I will say that like, yeah. it's just a different, uh, honestly, more people watch YouTube. There's no denying that than like TV a lot of times, but there is still, there's, you know, there's not Emmys for YouTubes. There just aren't yet. Yeah, I guess what were they called? There was some kind of award for YouTube. The Tubies? But... <laughs> oh, no, that's another platform. But, uh, yeah, there's the Squid Game that has been watched by more subscribers than Netflix has. You know what I mean? Yes. That just, like, kind of puts it in perspective. Norm MacDonald did that YouTube award show. That, oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that. it. That is so funny. That guy on there that is the co-host. Oh, my God. One of the most oh. cringy dudes I've ever heard. And I feel really bad for him because he was just trying to go toe-to-toe with someone like Norm MacDonald, which is just, just stop, don't even try. Don't, don't, tr- don't be doing the, you know, I break an audience's leg. Just let it be natural. <laughs> like, don't try to make jokes back at him. I mean, what do you do there? Do you just, do you, you just shut you up just and just laugh. play straight man? Yeah, you, you just, just laugh. You do what what's his name does Adam, um, Norm's old like co-host, and you just set him up. You know your place. When I am with David Spade, I am not trying to be the quirky, quippy one. Like you, it's okay to take a back seat sometimes, even if you are known for being funny. Like uh, I don't know. I mean, you can yeah. go. You can you can have fun, but like to try to like roast this guy was trying to roast. Well, he's getting Norm, mad too. So yes, I know it was so uncomfortable. It's giving. It's making me like. Cr- it's just making me <laughs> twist in my own. Because Norm right is now. on there, he's in like a <laughs> shitty hoodie. He doesn't give a fuck, and this guy has on like glasses that are probably not even prescription, like in a tuxedo. Like he just. <laughs> I mean, I it know. made a great television though, seeing the opposites. But yeah, I yeah, guess you can't. Ten you years can't get later, mad. watch it, and Jenny yeah. Slate is on it. Today, yeah. I was having that kind of moment. I'm doing these shows every day. If you want to tune in, um, Daily Pop and Nightly Pop on E, and Daily Pop is live, and the Nightly Pop is not live. But today, live on Daily Pop, they were talking about. <laughs> I just like, keep hearing this in the instinct voice. I can't. Daily Pop, Daily 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 Pop. <laughs> Nikki went to L.A. She's doing press for six hours a day. She don't know why she agreed to it because she's she's kind of built that way. She's going on TV and talking about celebrities. A lot of them she doesn't know, and the other one she just nods along. Doesn't matter if Nikki wears Tanner Tanner or she's pale. It doesn't matter. We never talked about that song, but we sing that song all the time. Once it's in your head, you can't stop. Oh. We were obsessed with it in high school, uh, Kirsten and, uh, and all my friends and I, and we used to go, uh, it's, it's the song, if you don't know, is Dirty Pop, and I recommend everyone listening to it because at the very end, he goes, Dirty Pop, and it's like, pop, and it's like, ding, ding, ding. but the Dirty dirty Pop, Kirsten did this one thing one time when she called me, and she was like, I remember I was going out of town to like France with my parents, and I was gone for like 10 days, and she was like, here's a dirty for every day you're gone. Dirty, 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 pop. So it's so funny just because it's so good. So I always think of like, here's a dirty for every time. Daily, 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 daily. So today I was doing Kirsten's so funny. And 
we were talking about Gigi Hadid and like they were like, there's a new skincare regimen that Gigi is the face of putting your face in a bowl of ice water. And I was like, yeah, that's a good way to get down the swelling after you've had many surgeries that you're not being honest about. And Ooh. you could, it was just kind of like honest, crickets. honest, honest pop. It was just like, ah, we're not going to talk. And I was like, oh, are we not allowed to like call? Like, E is supposed to celebrate celebrities, and I understand that. But And I'm not judging her by doing that. What I'm judging is like not being honest about it. And um, like, I'm not going to just buy that Gigi Hadid, like that's her secret is dumping her face in a thing of ice water. That does not yeah. make your, your uh, you no, know, hairline. No, but the ice hairline. water has scalpels in it. I think. Yeah, yeah. And a doctor, a little doctor is in there. Daily Pop, let's get to the news. A doctor pop. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> it's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Pop. <laughs> doctor Pop sounds like a off-brand Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah Dr. like Popper. from like Sam's Club. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Popper. <laughs> so uh, it's Wednesday, folks. You know what that means? It's uh, Wednesday, day after Tuesday, first day before Thursday. Uh, hope you're having all the swells out there. And by all the swells, I mean the swelling in your face from getting that new Gigi Hadid cream. All right, back to you, <laughs> A father and daughter from Chicago were struck by lightning as they were heading what? to their car. What? You brought that up earlier. I yeah. know. <laughs> and wow. there's two stories here that you brought up. Heading to their car from Steinbrenner Field in Tampa after the baseball game they came to watch got cut short because of weather conditions. Here's here's what happened um, from the daughter's perspective. There was a big bright flash and a loud boom, and next thing I know, my ears are ringing. I mm. see my dad flying in the air, smacking his head on the ground, and I am flying through the air. I actually got blasted out of my shoes, and I landed on the pavement. For about 10 seconds, I thought my dad was dead, and I thought I was dying. Oh Man. my God! Did the dad survive? He did. He, he was like a hundred percent paralyzed for a couple of seconds, but after that, he was able to move. And um, this got the attention of the team they went to see, which was the Yankees. Oh, and um, they sent them autographs and and tickets in Chicago. Okay, worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, do you know that if you get struck by lightning, you're more likely to get struck by lightning again? Like lightning knows. Whoa. They always say lightning never strikes the same place twice. Like that's some kind of saying, but it actually like the people that have been struck before are more likely to get struck again b than other people. I heard that the other day well, it, when well, I was guy listening got struck on a conversation. Seven times. Right. I think some guy has been struck seven times. I know someone that died from getting struck by lightning in Florida. Oh, wait. Wasn't it like your teacher? Yeah, my teacher popped. Is that going to be your uh, segment uh -huh. story? <laughs> huh? Is that going to uh, be your I, segment? No, story? because I wasn't there, unfortunately. Okay. So okay. I can't tell yeah, the story. we have an Sorry, upcoming guys. segment where Andrew's going to tell a story, but it won't be that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lightning is not something that I fear. Uh, I have a lot of irrational fears, but in my mom, I always remember being very scared of lightning. I do know that sometimes light, no one ever thinks they're going to get hit by lightning. You know what I mean? Like, you always think, like, oh, that's an obvious thing. Like, but like, it, it happens very fast. Yeah. yeah. And it happens sometimes when there's no rain and it's like, you know, there's a lot of people. It happens on the golf course a lot, I think, is a common place. Well, well you, a tree could get struck and then that will get you. So that doesn't help. Also, there's, you're carrying around metal. I forget yeah, what rod. you're supposed to do. There was something I just learned. Bury no, I think it. you're supposed to like put, you're supposed to bend your, like, you're supposed <laughs> to crouch in a way where your soles of your shoes 
are the only things touching the like there's some way to touch the ground i mean there's can we look up how to if you get hit by lightning what well, to when do when she got struck the woman yeah. it wasn't it wasn't storm like the storm was far away like it didn't make sense like oh, at that really? point you're just like okay it's your time to go i mean yeah well i do know this if you're ever in a tornado and you're driving do not go under a bridge. And I know you think that's like, that would be the best place to go if you're like an overpass, but those become wind vortexes and all the debris and the most violent like debris that's like shooting through is gonna go through that bridge. And the best thing to do is get out of your car. I know this is wild. Get out of your car and go lay flat in a ditch, like in the grass and lay mm. flat, which I don't even know if I'd be able to do that. You know what I mean? Where they say like punch a shark in the face or like when a bear is attacking you, just come at it, like do the opposite. Like that seems like I would just go, no, it's not going to work. I, I can't believe that would work. I can't do it. Yeah, I would I would never be able to in the in, in a second in an of earthquake, time. If do I, not go outside. Yeah. What? Really? Even if you go away from no, the building? No, because it's like falling trees and buildings. Do not go outside in an earthquake. Literally stay inside. Find a doorway or like a, under a table. Noah, what do you do in, a, in lightning? All right, crouch, crouch down in a ball-like position with your head tucked and hands over your ears so that you are down low with minimal contact with the ground. And that's from the CDC. Okay, well, that's good to know. All right, I trust the CDC, even though most people don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there was something that I, I, I think I actually did a... Uh, had an Instagram where I... Uh, or, uh, sorry, a, a, a Reddit that I saved that was like a... I follow this subreddit called Cool Guides guides g-u-i-d-e-s and it was like one about getting struck by lightning on a golf course and i was going to send it to you because i was scared that you might die and then i didn't because i you know got distracted by something and i was like oh he'll, he'll be fine um <laughs> let's what's the next news story <laughs> you almost saved my life dude i know Thanks, isn't man. that nice of me to almost that means do a that. lot that you like almost did that dude. yeah well i'm, I'm thinking of you and then i stopped oh wait here it is here it is how to survive a lightning strike Found it. Okay. So this is the interesting part. Crouch down like a baseball catcher. Get as low as you can. Um, and then the thing that I liked was touch the heels of your feet together. So when you're crouched down, touch the heels of your feet together. If electricity from a ground strike enters through your feet, this increases the chances of the electricity going in one foot and out of the other rather into the rest of your body. So it might just go broop, back into the ground as opposed to, you know? Ah, maybe so if touch I crouch down too, my... My hemorrhoid would save me. It would get the roid and not get what to my body. What if it would, yeah, it would like light that thing up and it would just burn it off. Oh, God. And it would like have the flaps they put on the back of cars to keep oh, yeah. from, from getting static electricity. Oh. I wonder if like when you got so shocked, we would skin? see the little skeleton inside the hemorrhoid. You know how like when you get electrocuted, you see your skeleton? Does that happen? Oh, I heard there's a little guy in there. Next story. Yeah, there's a, a little guy. <laughs> right, dancing to dirty pop. Dirty hemorrhoid pop. Sexual health experts say that we need to stop using the term G-spot because it's actually a zone made up of five erotogenic regions. Okay. So it should be spots? I don't know what's going on here. Like, what's the problem here? That's my. I think uh, Kylie Jenner is dating him. Um, G. G I don't know. G. uh, Okay. So they say there's no there's no single spot. It's uh, five separate uh, erotogenic tissues that perform the pleasure sensations ascribed to the G spot. Mm. And then okay. they, they small, miss small. That's what I say. 
What did you, you say? Aim I mean? small, miss small? Yeah. If you're aiming for one little spot and then you have five zones around that spot, you're going to get something. Yes. That's why I always say, like, just go like all over and you'll hit something yeah. like really hard. Like <laughs> instead of going like because the little like twinkling a bell. Yeah. The sports center music. Sports center. Wait. But G spot. I don't I think that I probably had. I think that's the squirt spot where they where they frack you with their finger. And I think that's what they're hitting back there because it's in the back. It's in the come hither motion. That's where that zone is. Now that we're calling it the G zone, zone which is a new roller coaster of, coming to yeah, Six Flags Great I, America. Just think of like like the ball zone. You know what I mean? I really, my newest erogenous zone that I'm so excited about that I had no idea is right behind my ear, like on my neck, like right here, like whenever there's like a whispering or any kind of like tingling. It is like, I'm like one of those dogs with my legs shaking. I had no idea. It's so exciting to find out something new that you like. And that really makes you f like, I've just never had a guy like whisper back there or be behind, but that makes sense because most, you know, humans, when we would mate, we would do doggy style. And like, that's where oh. the guy would kind of, this head would be. And so it makes sense. It's like from behind. That's why my dad always has the grossest kind of like evolution. Like, that's why this, because we used to have sex this way. And I'm just like, I don't want to hear about <laughs> the way we used to fuck dad. Like he always says that he is so the other day he did it. Luigi, he's like, he was telling someone, he was like, dogs like to be scratched straight. Male dogs like the, their like chest because and it calms them because that's what's being hit when they're humping, when they're having sex is like, that's what they're leaned up against the woman. And that's the part that's being touched. So it like, I'm like, so you're just like getting your dog, like all horned up when you pet it there, even though I do pet Luigi there all the time, but it's not because I, and my dad used to say that men love cleavage because it, we humans used to have sex from behind and um, cleavage looks like a butt crack and butt cracks make us turned on because that's what we're looking at when men are penetrating us or that's what they're looking at. Does that check out? No, because, how because cleavage, is cleavage is not, if you're from cleavage behind. was not a thing when we all didn't wear bras. Bra no, but how are you seeing the cleavage if you're behind the woman? It's a butt crack. The, bu no, the, the cleavage resembles a butt crack. The butt crack is the thing they were seeing. Oh, oh, I got you. Right. That makes, not while you're actually having sex at a later date. Mm -hmm. Like later in the day, you're like, holy shit, I've seen that ass. Yeah, you, you get horned sex. up by cleavage because yeah. it looks like a butt crack that you would be looking at when your penis is inside someone. So it like makes you go like, oh, like when girls put up their hair, guys always like get turned on because they think it means like a blowjob or whatever. But it really oh, just I means I'm about to wash my face, wash all the cum off it. All right. We got to take a break and we'll come back with our new segment that I can't wait for Andrew to introduce us to right after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, 
Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my god, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips and I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Let's do Why Do I Care really quickly. Why do I care? Why do I care? Okay, what's what's happening? Nikki Glaser tour opener, Emil Joaquim to appear on The Tonight Show Aww. with Jimmy Fallon. 
cutie. (laughs) Yes, last night. I'm guessing he killed because how could he not? Um, Would love you guys to go give that a watch to give, you know, just a hit and give it a thumbs up on YouTube. Go support our boy Emil. So proud of him. Wish I could be there. Um, I got a text from Seth Herzog, who is the, you know, warm up act. He also did the warm up for my special and got to hang out with. We hung out with Seth all that night of my special taping, and he got to know Emil that night, and they just sent me a selfie picture. And I think he's taping it right now. What time is it? It's like literally It's 3 right o'clock. Now. Oh, it's my like God. Six. It is. Wait a second. I think they taped it at 4. Hold on. Let me just see. It's you 6 o'clock 40 there. 40 minutes the other day. What was it? Wait a second. Hold on. Let's there. see. It's. It, he said the show starts at 5, so he just finished it. Oh, my God. He's done. That, it's so exciting. I love to like think about like... All of his hard work is now just just paid off. Like he's right now, he's having the best moment of his life. Like a hundred percent, he's either t- doing a set right now and saying thank you, good night. Um, I just love that. I love thinking about. Do you ever do that when people get like murdered or there's some like event and you go, "What was I doing?" And you know, like the exact minute, and you go, "What was I doing in that minute?" Do you ever think that? Like when Wait, that mean? tsunami hit, they'll be like, like whenever there's like. Um, a plane crashed at eight fifty two a.m. I'll be like, okay, that was Eastern time. That means it was six fifty two where I was. <laughs> what was I doing at that moment? Do you not do that? I do that with literally any time there is like a time stamp on something. Even but the other at night, when the time of when the actual thing happened, where you yes. were that day. Yeah, oh, I want to like no. no like I... was I like wiping my ass when you know. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to like when Elizabeth Smart was found or something. Like I really think about like yeah. I love when there's like a specific minute when things happen or like a mass shooting started. Like the other day I was reading about a mass shooting and that started and they were like the shooting started at um eleven fifty two and I was like, What was I doing? And I was like, Oh my god, I was like waking up and going like, Oh, I don't want today to start and I was like, How crazy that I was just like kind of blearily walking to the bathroom when someone was like, Oh my God, he's coming. Like, do you, I think about that stuff all the time. You're probably like that too. After you've held your shit for six weeks. Oh my God. It still has. Did you come. shit yet? No, by the way, no, no it's still, it's going to, you think you're going to shit before the ring comes off? Oh my God. Maybe it's the ring. That's <laughs> stopping it up. Maybe there's a, <laughs> maybe, what if my asshole has turned into the ring, the tightness level and nothing can get through. <laughs> Wait, can I ask you, you saw your, um, the people that dressed you for that, did yeah. they want to help you take the ring off? No, it was actually their assistant. I told them about it, but they were just like, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> so it's just, it's staying on. It's the biggest commitment I've ever had in my life. <laughs> awesome. It's still on and it's been on since, wait, when did we tape the finale for Perfect Strangers? March 8th. So it's, it's going like on when, a month. You know when people put rings around their neck and then their neck gets longer? I, yeah, I don't I mean? need that for my finger. It's long enough. That's what I'm this saying. One's a I long wonder one. if your finger's getting a little longer there. Of yeah, and when that finger is longer than your pointer finger, it means you might be a lesbian. That's a that's a, that's not confirmed, but it often is when girls have a longer that finger than the pointer finger. That means they might be gay, because most men have that, and it's a, means a lot of testosterone or something. I don't understand. Let's get to the new segment, Andrew. <laughs> let's find out what the segment's called, and uh, I can't wait. Andrew's succinct short story circle segment. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's time for Andrew's succinct short story circle segment. Circle segment. Uh, Uh, This is where I guess I tell a story. Yeah, we wanted a, a, a place to put all of your great stories that you have accrued in your long, illustrious life. Um, That is. Coming to a close, and we want to celebrate you. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> Any day I'm now. Tr- I'm trying to think like <laughs> Noah really likes that because well, it was so true, you know. So twisted. What, yeah, yeah. Hey man, that, that's look, what I I meant by at true. At least I'm going out not on top. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, what I mean? like at least I'm going out towards the bottom, waiting for a trust fund. You know. <laughs> You know okay. what I mean? Let's, let's not get too honest here. Okay, what what story okay. are you gonna regale us with you ever today? You get sad, like stuff. Mm. Um, uh, no, so uh, <laughs> I, I I thought I would. I think I've told. I don't think I've told this story on here, but I think I've told you in person, Nikki. So pretend Great. like maybe I like you're to hear your this. stories again. It's a good way to re- like remember them, so I can pass them on when you are gone pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, just remember this story, and I'll remember the name of Wilco and uh, or whatever. <laughs> so uh, dirty pop. Um, so I, I was, I was, I, I want think dirty pop in my funeral. <laughs> a dirty for performed every by Wilco. You were alive, and it's thirty-seven dirties. Okay, dirty, 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 that reminds no, me of that like, Bill Withers song or Bruce Withers. Bill oh, Withers. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, dirty, Okay, okay. So that's the story. Do we still have listeners? <laughs> I, what I wanted to do was get rid of all our listeners before you get your own segment. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. No, what's your story? Sorry. No, so I um I was in I think eighth or ninth grade, and my best friend in middle school or freshman year, whatever, his dad always had weed and like stalks of, I'm talking like, and it was always in the garage and it was above, like it was in an area where you didn't think anyone would look, but everyone would look, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when people hide things in a way of like, also we could probably smell it. It's probably hanging out at a rafter. You know what I mean? Like it was so much weed. It was like an insane amount of weed. Now, were you doing weed at this point or drinking or doing anything like, or was this your first foray into that? Uh, we haven't bought, I don't think any of us at that point has bought weed. Why would you buy yeah. it if your friend's dad is growing it by in like cornfields? That makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so this was I the think. first time you were like, let's steal it from your dad. Yeah, and we wouldn't, well, no, we we did it multiple times because we could take literally an ounce and he'd have no, he'd be like, oh, I think I have more weed Yeah, that's here. the thing about like, potheads. That's how much they weed was in. Keep yeah. track yeah. of things either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, so we steal, we keep stealing the weed, we keep stealing the weed. We're not caught. And um, whatever, I, I say all this to go, we were at a party and it was out by the river. That's what you do in Florida. You party out by the river and we're in like a field in a river in like a, in a gated community where a, a multi-million dollar house hasn't gone up yet. It's like right out of like the OC. Like we're just partying. We think we're cool. Having a couple brewskis. And sorry, this no, is middle school? No, this is like ninth grade. Okay. Ninth or... So ninth or, totally Maybe not some people school. were driving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a junior in college, and so (laughs) you know I have your eighth grader. I started growing like gray hair on my balls just then. It was weird. No, so maybe it was tenth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't driving yet. I know I wasn't driving yet, and I'll tell you why. So I was probably 15. I'm going 15 here. Sure. So permit. So. So yeah, dude, permit, dude. I was five three on that permit. You hadn't got your driver's license, license yet. So because you failed so, that test three times. So we're at this party and we're fucking. You know, I'm doing my thing. You know, probably got like a Letterman jacket on, and uh, and uh, you know, just fucking, just chilling. And um, and the cops come. We see the cop, one cop, and I don't even know. I don't think he was like the security cop. He was a cop, cop. 
mm-hmm. and I fucking freaked out. And I didn't know what to do. Everyone was fucking. People started running, and I didn't. And so I just I had cigarettes on me, and I threw the cigarettes on. <laughs> my god i threw this i threw a cigarette <laughs> to be fair, pack. you weren't allowed to have cigarettes you're 15 that's an 18 year old purchase but can you have them at that age i don't know i don't think All so but i'm sure he would have looked the other way but okay you threw the cigarette <laughs> i threw a cigarette pack underneath an explorer i still remember it i remember that and uh my buddy's like did you just throw a cigarette i just remember him looking at me going did you just throw cigarettes like right before the cop came yeah and i was like dude i was like yeah man i'm just nervous you know he's like what are you getting rid of the fucking contraband? And I was like, yeah. okay, dude, okay, whatever. So then the cop comes. I have two of my buddies jump the seawall. <laughs> this is so Florida. Swim in the river, risking their lives with alligators, and swim like a mile away. The cop wasn't gonna. We were all like private, rich kid. Like this cop was probably just gonna be like, yeah, can oh you my just go God. home? Like you just run though, because you're so afraid. It's kind of like so what you're saying with the bridge cops. thing with yep. the tornado. They went under the bridge. So they yes. ran. They're swimming away. They swam like a mile and a half. Like they like lived on an island for a year. They grew a beard out. You know, they changed <laughs> their whole life. So they're so um no, so they swim away and uh the cop ends up like, Yeah, you guys can't party here. Also, did someone throw cigarettes? I was like, that, well, I don't know what you're about. So the cop no, no, no. like goes to where you're hiding like after you run, the cop obvi- the, finds you? Did they chase no, you? No, like, I what didn't happened? run. I didn't run. I, I just I just threw you the just cigarettes stayed and, and sat threw, there. <laughs> threw the cigarettes. <laughs> so my friends my friends ran. <laughs> they ran. Did you so, also throw like the sugar you had? The candy you had got <laughs> earlier that day? What about <laughs> the comic books <laughs> and that picture of the girl with the big boobs you drew. Hey, man, you don't know what the cops are going to get you for <laughs> back then. You were like, you I know? cussed an hour ago. Fuck, I hope he didn't hear that. That's so funny you say that because that's actually setting up the next part of the story. So my friends, they swim away. I finally, like, I end up passing out at one of the kids' houses by the party because the kid that I was supposed to go home with is the one that ran and swam. So I get to his house the next morning, and it's the kid whose dad we steal the weed from. So he's inside. So you guys don't know if these kids survived or not? No, no. He was one of the kids that swam, that swam away. So those guys came back, though, eventually. Those yeah, swimmers. yeah. Eventually, they, they came back. Were the cops like, um, "We have to go searching for their bodies now"? Like, were they al- alarmed that they swam off, or the did they not care? They're not calling the boat cops on okay, two okay. kids. They yeah. just are like, they're probably laughing at these. They're, I mean, I'm mad. It's I'm like a McLovin situation for their situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Maybe they're worried about them drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess so. Seem like it. Okay. Not in Florida. Everyone can swim early. So, uh, you know, they were riding a manatee just chilling. So anyway, so then we get, I get back to the house, the house that we initially stole the weed from. And the kid's sitting there with his parents literally doing – do you remember um, – what's the movie with Slick Shoes where they try to find uh, – oh, fuck. Um, what's the I movie? I don't you, know. This reference yeah. isn't even lighting up anything in my head. Dude, I, I know you've seen this movie. Goonies. Remember I Goonies? Don't, okay. I know Goonies, but I've never seen it. Okay, so there's this kid in Goonies who gets in trouble, and he ends up, they go, tell us everything. Everything. And he goes, in third grade, I stole, it's literally oh, what yeah, you were just goes, talking about. He's yes. like, I stole a Twinkie from Mrs. Ha-. So my buddy's doing that. I walk into him 
telling his parents every bad thing we've done our whole childhood because he ran away from the cops. Oh my God. <laughs> now, mind you, I can't give away too much info. Uh, I can't give away that, but I'll tell you that off air. But so then the mom is like reprimanding us and the dad, he, he's the one whose weed we stole. He's pretending like he cares, but he can't, he has no argument because his eyes are red and it's his weed. So he's just going, like, like just making noises, right? Yes. And my buddy's spilling all the beans, everything, saying everything we've done bad since fifth grade. My mom comes to pick me up. And I just remember the, my friend's mom going, You're, you know, you, our sons have been smoking a pot. And my mom, I just remember, like, she wouldn't have really cared. But you got to, like, pretend Of course, but she has to pretend because the parents are expecting her to. And our moms care more about what other parents think than actually doing what they I was like, Mom, you just drove an hour hour drunk to pick me up. Like, stop. (laughs) You know? Like, you you hit, like, four kids. My parents had the same thing happen. So then she looks at me, though. She looks at me, and it gets real quiet. And she goes, you smoked marijuana. (laughs) Like it was the most parenty parent parent thing you and can do. And you were do. just like, "Cool, mom. Yeah, yeah who's this okay. lady? Yeah, who the hell? Oh, what are you gonna ground me? You don't even oh know my where my God. room is. So <laughs> you come out of your room, mom, and maybe I'll go to mine. <laughs> Stop grounding yourself, mom. <laughs> With the wine you drink on the rocks. <laughs> Hilarious. Holy shit. So anyhow, so I end up having to ride back home with my, and like, we still stole <laughs> weed from him. Yeah. <laughs> like that didn't stop. I love So that anyways, these, but that was par- a fun little high school. parents were the ones that got upset and like told your mom. Those seem like the cool parents. Any parents that are growing weed, aren't they the ones that are like, we'll let you do it if it's in front of us. Like, aren't they the cool? They were somewhat cool, but they, yeah. they... You know, there's just peer pressure there. Now the dad, who was the biggest fucking deadhead you would ever meet, like was crying when Jerry Garcia died, followed the dead, is the biggest fucking Trumper you'd ever meet now. Right. And it's just like, you know, capitalism and living in a small town like that where a lot of people are Trump heads, you just, you forget about how you used to fucking drop LSD and hang with fucking... Jerry Garcia and fucking roll around in grass and be naked in the mud. And mm-hmm. now it's like, no, I want to fucking sit on a golden chair and listen to a guy that's never even fucking had a drink or smoked. You know what I mean? Like, like yes. I don't know what, what's happening. But anyhow, that was a fun high school story that made me think. I of love that. it. Final thought. It really reminds me of a couple things. Actually, the first time I got caught drinking to my parents they you know my friend's parents like drove me and kirsten to my parents house which is in the same neighborhood and was like (laughs) we caught the girls drinking over at our house and my parents what were you drinking though where did you get the alcohol we stole beer from the from (laughs) her parents garage and we were just like up in her room like chugging beer chugging (laughs) wine like whatever you just schnapps whatever you can find and it's so gross. And I remember the boys sprinted away. And I just remember we were outside. We had drank in her bedroom. We were keeping it all like in this trunk. And then we went outside in our front yard. It was like kind of twilight. And there were like boys that came up to like meet us. And it was freshman year. And I remember the garage, her garage door slowly opening. And her dad was just standing there with our with the booze. Just like, 
busted, ladies. And he was just slowly revealed like it was being downloaded, you know, like in 1998 with like a bad yeah. modem. And he was just appearing slowly. And then they, they drove us home to my parents, knocked on the door. And I remember like kind of expecting my parents to be a little upset but they were mainly they were just like get in here like what are you they didn't care i always i obeyed my parents because and i wasn't a bad kid who did stuff not because i I didn't know my parents were not gonna punish me for stuff because they weren't they allowed me to make mistakes but i just did it because i just knew i for whatever reason my parents i thought they potentially could even though when they did dole out like go to your room i followed it and i was scared of them but I, they still never really followed through with any punishment. Like I used to have really big crying fits and they would be super embarrassed by them and say, the way you were acting right now, if this continues, you are not, you're not going to go to Six Flags. Not only are you not going to go tonight to the thing you're crying about, you're not going to go. And then I'd go, ah! and I was just like, I mean, I'm an adult, oh, nearly an adult woman throwing herself on the floor. And just, I just remember them yeah, like one night I remember when I was like maybe five, I threw a fit in um, a convenience store. And my mom, I was on the floor sobbing, crying because my mom was like, let's pick out a comic book. And I wanted to get the Barbie one. And she was like, let's get Batman for your dad. He'll love that. And I just started crying instantly. And she was like, well, then we're definitely not getting Barbie. Like, you're not going to win this. And I remember just feeling so helpless. Like, there's no way I can get this Barbie thing. And the only what the only thing to do is to just double down on the thing I've just started because I've already embarrassed myself in front of my mom. She's like in front of other people. And I just fell to the ground screaming, crying. And I remember, I remember being humiliated by it and her finally like picking me up and pulling me out. And then I went home and she was like, you're going to bed. You're going to your room. And I, it never happened before I went to my room. And I remember my dad bringing my dinner on a plate, like to my room and like being like, you have to eat in your room. And I remember it was fried chicken. You're like in like a solitaire. Yeah. And I remember being like, I'm not going to eat this because I'm going to show them that I don't, I'm if they don't let me do it the way I want to, I'm not gonna. And then I was like really hungry, and I was and like, you, fine. Then you did that for four years. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm never gonna eat again. But the, I'll show really you, mom thing, and dad. Something that really made me sad that it reminded me of was there was this comedian Brett Clausen in St. Louis when I started. So funny, one of like the guys that like he was probably like in his mid to late twenties, but he seemed so much older to me. But he was just one of those guys that. A comics comic like oh my god that's the guy everyone wants to be and he had put out mm-hmm. an album and he was having little successes but um he was just a guy that like drank a lot and had like just a problem with alcohol even though he was so nice and so he really reminded me of jesse camp remember him who won the um vj yeah, contest yeah. very lanky funny like kind he was he got pulled over for like a dui and he ran from the cops and he jumped over what he thought was like a guardrail thing and it was a like two-story drop onto concrete and he was in a coma and then he died and it was all because he was trying to run from the cops so the lesson here is don't run from the fucking cops um i think that's a lesson right i didn't see the story going there. i know it was so fucking sad and he he hung what time was this at i'm trying to think where i was (laughs) (laughs) you were throwing cigarettes underneath a fucking ford explorer Um, they're parliament lights dude that's six to seven hours in the clank it was so tragic it was there was like a sweep there was like a lot of like bad things that right after brett's death this this was a funny bone comedian in st louis another funny bone comedian named keith sissel it was the night before i was moving to new york um i had moved back home after i did the tonight show i moved back home to st louis 
And I was just biding my time until I saved up enough money to move to New York. And it was the night before I was leaving to go to New York. And I remember I went to the Funny Bone for like one last hang with all the comics. And that night I like said goodbye to Keith. He was like really drunk. And I remember like giving him a hug and then he left. And then my friend Josh left behind him, Josh Arnold. And then we got a call that Keith right outside the Funny Bone, like on getting on the highway was uh, Josh came up was the first person on the scene oh. to his scene he i don't think was wearing a seatbelt and he he nearly died like probably should have died and he lost his ear but now he does comedy again and he like talks about not having an ear but like we were like oh my god tragedy keeps striking and it was always like kind of a drunk driving incident so be careful out there and uh dirty pop dirty 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 pop dirty pop dirty don't dirty, be cool dirty. and jack dirty pop This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.